Welcome to the Fireman Trainers Podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network. I'm your host, Rob Beckman, and in this episode, we'll be talking about the NRA training and education. We bring you this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at the FTA, the Firearm Trainers Association. Head on over to their website at ftaprotect.com to learn more about their instructor coverage and their competitive pricing. Receive a special 10% off by entering promo code FTP10 at checkout. This episode is also brought to you by Barrel Block. Listen, if you are tuning into this podcast, I assume you've heard of Barrel Block. It's the industry standard for safe, dry fire practice and classroom demos with a real firearm. Barrel Block prevents negligent discharges and eliminates training scars. I love using Barrel Block with students because it's safe and puts everyone at ease. When installed, and remember, no tools or disassembly required to use them, everyone in the room or on the firing line can see that the firearm is safe and inert. Plus, given the price, I can't imagine a firearm instructor who wouldn't have one in their classroom gear and one at home for personal dry fire use. Pick yours up today and enjoy a special offer for listeners of this podcast at blocksafety.com and use code instructor20 for a 20% off discount. That's B-L-O-K safety.com. Today we'll be talking with Eric Frohart, the Director of Training Education at the NRA. Eric is a former Navy SEAL and entrepreneur. While active duty, Eric served on various SEALs teams and deployed numerous times to hotspots around the world. He is co-founder of a number of businesses, most notably Blue Core Shooting Center, a firearms training facility in Denver. Welcome, Eric. How are things for you today? Doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. The weather here in uh, Ohio is uh, just uh, wonderful. The humidity is down. It's warm because it's summertime, but it's not the uh, you know sweltering heat that we had a couple of weeks ago. So that's really, really <laughs> enjoyable day. Yeah. Well, on the East Coast, it's been uh, pretty hot and pretty humid. Yeah. We sent all the humidity over your way, but it's yeah. supposed to be back next week. So that's the way it goes. Right. Well, hey. Everybody knows about the NRA in the United States. What everybody probably doesn't know is back in 1871 when the NRA was founded, it was founded as a training organization to help people shoot better. And that was one of the things where, you know, having you on as guest today, Eric, is want to talk about what's the training education offerings from the NRA for those listeners that are out there that might not be 100% aware of what's all available from the NRA or quite frankly, how to get started uh, as an NRA instructor and get within the training and education division. Can you give us a, a, a quick overview? Absolutely. Um, and, and you make a good point there. People, uh, they do, you know, they forget that the NRA was founded as a training or an education and training organization. Um, we're known, you know, more as lobbying, lobbying, uh, organization now, but training is still a large part of what we do. Uh, depending on when, depending on when you measure, uh, or, you know, take a snapshot of our numbers, there's anywhere from 108 to 115,000 instructors, uh, depending on, you know, their renewal cycles and things like that. So yes, a lot of people out there touching the, uh, public, uh, helping them understand how to be responsible gun owners. Absolutely. And they're not, you know, not all of the instructors are, you know, are active, uh, but we do have a lot, you know, a lot of active instructors that are reaching and teaching, you know, quite frankly, millions of people every year. Mm -hmm. 
Definitely. And it gives the ability to have a consistent curriculum from Maine to Texas and Texas all the way out to California, Hawaii. If you're in the United States, the NRA has more trainers than any other organization out there. And I think it's made a big difference in the safety of, you know, gun owners and knowing what to do responsibly. Absolutely. Uh, and if, you know, there's a lot, you know, I could talk, I could list these courses off, uh, but people can always go to nrainstructors.org, um, uh, commonly referred to by those of us that teach as NRAI. But if you go to nrainstructors.org, it will show our course catalog, if you will, uh, of pistol, rifle, shotgun, self-defense, and safety courses um, that you know that you can take either as a uh, as a student or as an instructor, depending on uh, you know depending on what you're looking to do. If uh, what what are some of those uh, courses that the NRA offers? Well, our most common, you know, our most popular is uh, basics of pistol shooting. Uh, and that's available. You can do that online, uh, or you can do it instructor led. Um, and there's a number of other, you know, pistol courses, um, that are all listed under the pistol category. Uh, our newest one is our NRA CCW course. And that's, uh, that's kind of listed under the pistol category and the, uh, self-defense category. So some of these exist in two different places. Uh, we have rifle and shotgun, both of which have, you know, the, the starting point, the first steps, uh, first steps, rifle, first steps, shotgun. Uh, and, you know, we even have reloading um, courses, uh, both for students uh, and for instructors. So when ammunition gets hard to come by, uh, people can learn how to load their own ammunition by just collecting the brass up at the range. That's, uh, that's kind of nice. Yep. Uh, it's a great, you know, it's a great thing to have. And then also obviously very popular. We have our RSO courses, um, you know, becoming a basic range safety officer or a chief same, a chief range safety officer, um, and some other courses. And they're all, you know, I won't list them all because uh, there's a bunch of them, uh, but they are all listed on nrainstructors.org. Hey, Eric, can we back up one minute? Because uh, I know at the uh, April instructor update, we did a we did a podcast where he gave a quick update. And the big announcement during that update was the concealed carry course that came out, which was the first concealed carry course that the NRA has come out with. Can you give the people that are listening that might not be uh, completely familiar with this course offering a little bit of an outline of what it does and what niche it feels, uh, fills in for those instructors? Yes, of course. Um, and yeah, we kind of, you know, I'll back up even a step further from that. Uh, we actually launched the instructor version of that back at NRA annual meeting in 2018. Um, so that gave us one year, essentially, traveling the U.S., training a cadre, uh, mostly consisting of training counselors. Uh, most of those people we trained during that year were training counselors so that they'd be able to make CCW instructors when it went live. Uh, then in 2019, at the annual meeting, we launched, uh, we launched the student version. Um, so by the time the student version uh, went live, there were over 100, probably over 120 instructors already certified to teach students. 
right? And again, most of those were TCs, training counselors, so they could also make instructors, which we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, as of now, uh, since launching that, um, since launching that at annual meeting, we're we're well above 300 instructors nationwide, and we built this. We built the uh, NRACCW course for a couple of things. Number one, we wanted to obviously prepare people uh, for the responsibility of carrying concealed. Uh, and we also wanted to build a modular course that would meet state requirements for the states they live in so they could apply for a permit. Now, there are, as I've already mentioned, there are two different versions of this. Um, you know, both the student course and the instructor course. And then the student course could have multiple versions based on where it's taught. Uh, again, it was designed by NRA instructors for NRA instructors. The curriculum is, it's modular. So you teach, the instructor teaches the modules required by that state. Um, they know all the modules. Uh, they can do more if they desire. Uh, but they know also if they want to do the, you know, the minimum requirement in that state, they can teach those modules. And in some instances, there are um, state-specific non-NRA legal briefs or state-specific courses of fire. And the beauty of this is that um, once you know, once a student has taken this course, all the modules are listed on the certificate. And uh, because in some of those states, when you apply for that permit, they want to know what your course uh, consisted of, and it's listed on that certificate. So depending on the state where the course is administered, it could be anywhere from an hour or a little longer, all the way up to two days or 16 hours. Again, all states are different. Uh, and that's the, that's the student version of the course. The instructor course um, is, is going to be the same regardless where it's taught. Um, it is a two day course. And before, before you can take that, you must first be an NRA pistol instructor because we're going to build off that starting point. And you must have taken, uh, a version of the student course, like all other NRA training. So you have to be a pistol instructor and then you have to have taken taken the uh, CCW course as a student. And then during that instructor course, again, which is two days, uh, the instructors or the you know, the instructor candidates, they will learn all the modules and how to teach them and how to administer the course. Uh, they will also have to pass a marksmanship test, a uh, gun handling and marksmanship test and we typically experience uh, somewhere around 25 to 30% attrition. So it, it's not a gimme. You know, some people uh, do fail this course, this instructor course. Uh, the overall objective here was to create this modular course uh, that is both universal. In one way, it's universal. And in another way, it's state-specific. And uh, just as importantly, we wanted to create a, uh, you know, a valuable credential for our NRA instructors. Uh, it is named NRA CCW course. 
because the the words NRA CCW course or NRA CCW instructor um, by our research were very popular search phrases. Uh, and of course, some fine print here, uh, states can and do change their requirements. Uh, we are, you know, we work with the NRA ILA uh, to stay on top of that and uh, make changes when needed. And the lesson plan, once you've taken it, uh, it's online, uh, it's electronic, and it can be, you know, the changes can be made very quickly. So that really gives the instructor a f- flexible platform. I'm here in Ohio and I can teach one version of the CCW class, but if I'm going to go next door, uh, hour away over to Indiana, I can go along and put on a different flavor of that class that specifically caters to the needs that are, that are over there in Indiana. That sounds, sounds like a, like a very interesting course design. Yes. And the work is done for you. You don't have to, if you're going to teach the, let's say you're, you know, you're teaching regularly and you're, you know, oh, I'm going to go teach it in Ohio. You don't have to do the research, right? It's all there for you. Uh, if you're going to teach it elsewhere, it, you know what you have to teach and uh, you have a, you know, a vetted um, uh, modular curriculum to use, right? So you don't have to go make up your own stuff, uh, which, you know, can be, can be great. Often it is, but uh, in this instance, you know, like you know you're teaching at least the required material. Making sure you're teaching the required materials and at the same time assuring your students that they're getting quality uh, training, I think are two things that uh, instructors really need to make sure they're, they're doing because it might be a great class, but if it doesn't meet the legal requirements or uh, the students don't have faith in the material, they may, may not walk out uh, knowing what they should know with everything. That's- that's an excellent point. Uh, both of those are important. Uh, first and foremost, I, I believe you know the material should be good. Uh, mm-hmm. If you have if you have good material, whether it's our basic pistol, uh, which is as the name implies, it's very basic, or whether it's um, you know something more complicated like CCW or personal protection inside or outside the home. If you have good material, uh, you know. People will teach it, and there will be a demand for it. Um, but if it's also, it also has to be, you know, the correct material. If you have really great material, and someone spends a couple of days learning from you, and they don't, they don't learn all the stuff that that state requires, uh, then they can't apply for a permit. So it's important to do both. Yes, it is. If there's listeners that want to become an instructor. I know you said you got to take the student course and take the uh, instructor course. Can you give a, an outline of what, what that looks like um, after the student course for what an instructor has to go through? Yes, absolutely. Um, to become an instructor, and I'll just talk kind of uh, broadly here, um, but you have to take a basic level course as a student first. Uh, an example would be if you want to teach NRA basic pistol, uh, you have to take NRA basic pistol as a student first. And this was a change we implemented um, not long after I came on board. And, um, you know, we just kind of thought that, you know, it, it's good for a, a prospective instructor or instructor candidate. Uh, it's, I think it's always a good idea for him or her to go through the course 
uh, as a student. And that gives them, you know, they get to see it in the eye of a student. And uh, they can also just, you know, they have that perspective always to reflect on. That's something to relate to when they're teaching the class and students not getting something. They can remember what it's like to be sitting back or listening to a simple concept now. It wasn't simple when they were first introduced to it as a student. Absolutely. Like when you first hear certain things and they don't make sense to you, it makes it much easier to empathize with a student who's having a hard time grasping a concept. Mm -hmm. Um, So you sign up, let's say you take it uh, as a student. um, And then once you've taken it as a student, you are, you know, you're qualified now to sign up for an instructor course. Um, Instructor courses typically are going to start with BIT or basic instructor training. Uh, This is a non-discipline specific, um, you know, course on, you know, teaching people how to teach stuff essentially. Um, once they've taken BIT, uh, and usually that's the first day of the instructor course, then they will move on to the discipline-specific part of the instructor course. Uh, in the case of PISTOL, you've taken BIT first. Now you'll take the PISTOL instructor portion where you'll learn the PISTOL curriculum, um, our curriculum, and how to teach it. Uh, this will also include a qualification, basic, basic handling, marksmanship, clearing malfunctions, etc. Um, the big thing is people need to realize instructor courses do not teach a candidate how to shoot. Exactly. They should already know how to do that. They are just teaching in the instructor course. We're just teaching people how, our material from the instructor perspective and how to teach it using our teaching methods. Mm -hmm. And they learn all those through the basic instructor training where you go over the adult learning model and how to uh, convey concepts to to people, which I think is very valuable because if you're an instructor, you're you're talented, but being a talented uh, instructor doesn't always mean that you know how to convey that same point to somebody with no experience with that that type of firearm or, or with that subject area. Absolutely. And it was very helpful for me when I first left the military. Uh, I had lots of trigger time. I was a good shot. And I could, in some ways, you know, it was challenging to convey that information. And just going through that basic instructor training class, uh, it kind of teaches you how to teach. Mm Mm-hmm. Sounds simple until until you actually do it. And then it's like, wow, there's some complexities here. Right. Simple, but not easy. So Mm -hmm. the, uh, and next year we're going to be making a few, you know, I, I'll tease a few changes here. Uh, next year we're going to be making a few changes, small changes to bit. We typically make changes to our curriculum here and there. Um, not, you know, we don't make changes just to make changes. We make small changes when we think they need to be made and we have to do so, you know, incrementally just because of the, just the large amount of instructors we have, if we make too significant a change, it's really hard to update everybody. A <laughs> <laughs> hundred plus thousand instructors. Yeah, that would take a little bit to uh, to update them all, make sure they're all on the same page when it comes to different updates within the uh, all the different curriculums. Right, right. Like we could do our, you know, we can do our little firearms training updates at the annual meeting or, you know, coming up at our other 
our personal protection expo, but we'll never be able to, we'll never be able to get 110,000 people in a room and you know, teach them the same thing at once. So, that would be, that would be called the Super Bowl, you know, yes, you 100, yes. 100,000 right. people in one place. That's a good point. That's a great point. So, uh, you know, one of the questions you had asked previously about a benefit of becoming an NRA instructor, I think there's, there's several benefits. And one of them, I just already identified myself when I got out of the military and I, I had gone through, uh, I'd gone through Navy instructor training. I was a master training specialist, meaning I could, I could kind of write curriculum. I had, uh, between, you know, between SEAL teams, I had spent some time at a training command teaching a close quarters combat, close quarters battle. And I kind of went through that instructor pipeline, that MTS pipeline. And I still, in spite of, you know, my background, I still got, I still got benefit out of attending basic instructor training and the NRA uh, basic pistol instructor course. Just, you know, you can always learn something if you, uh, if you go in with the right attitude. And And in this case, you get, you learn the NRA Whatever, whatever it is, whether it's pistol, rifle, shotgun, basic pistol, all the way up to CCW, whatever, you learn the material, you learn how to teach it the NRA way, uh, you become recognized by the NRA as qualified to teach that material, you're joining essentially the largest group of firearms instructors in the U.S., you have access to our NRA instructor insurance and um, you have access to the nationally recognized and I would add legally vetted curriculum to teach. That's very, very interesting. Um, I know a few of the people probably um, already NRA instructors that are listening to this uh, podcast right now. Could you go along and describe to them how an instructor would go along and become a NRA training counselor, the people that actually train the instructors out there? Yes, uh, it's a great question. And uh, when you talk about the training counselors, those are the folks that train the trainers, like in the military or in law enforcement, they call it train the trainers. Um, But you have to to do this, you have to be an experienced instructor first. So you have to have been an instructor for at least two years. You also have to have conducted, and I would add reported, (laughs) at least 10 10 NRA courses as a lead instructor with a cumulative total of at least 50 students. And I mentioned reported there because we do have from time to time, people are going to go teach and they're not going to do the report. It's important that, uh, you know, you fill out your report. Otherwise it's hard to quantify, you know, how many people you're teaching and so on. Mm -hmm. And you want experienced instructors, not just uh, somebody who's green. Absolutely. uh, Becoming a training counselor. Yes. There are plenty of people that are, good instructors of their, of other material. But again, we're, we're wanting them to teach ours. So they have to have that experience. So two years minimum, 10 courses as a lead, 50 students, uh, cumulative total. Then once you've done that, you'll notice, you know, as you log into your nrainstructors.org account, you'll see that you are eligible to attend a training counselor development workshop. And this is, this is another change we made not too long ago. These are now done all in-house, meaning they're done at headquarters uh, by NRA ENT staff. Um, 
It has also been changed. It used to be three days long. We've switched it to four days long. We've added some new stuff to it, including some coaching material, adaptive shooting considerations. And we're always looking, you know, making minor, again, incremental changes. We've also added a gun handling and marksmanship test. And we now experience somewhere around similar to the CCW course, uh, north and probably, probably north of 30% attrition rate on that. So once you're eligible, you can attend the TCW Training Counselor Development Workshop. And again, it pops up on your instructor page. And once you are an NRA training counselor, you can now go teach NRA instructors. Um, you go out and teach and certify these, these instructor candidates to be NRA instructors. And many, I would add, many of our most active TCs they're training both uh, students and instructors. Definitely. Um, something you just mentioned about that I completely forgot to talk to you about before this, but yeah. can you give a quick um, overview of the adaptive shooting uh, that is available to NRA instructors and Dr. Joe and, and what he's doing for you guys there at the NRA? Yes. So we have uh, within education and training, we have the adaptive shooting program that's run by the national manager, Dr. L Joe Logar. He does typically does his adaptive shooting uh, or aging defender presentations at different shows, but we've added some of his adaptive shooting considerations into all levels of our training. Uh, it's going to next year, we're going to start some of it in at the bit level and increase it at the training counselor development workshop. And it's, you know, as more and more people uh, experience what we'd call adaptive considerations, it's important for our instructors to be able to work with those individuals. And it's, it's not, if you've attended Dr. Joe's, you know, seminar, you'd, you'd learn it's, it's not just everyone thinks uh, someone in a wheelchair that's, or someone who's missing an arm or a leg or something like that. But it, there, there's definitely levels. It can be, you know, an older gentleman with arthritis or someone who's nearsighted or something like that. Just teaching, teaching our instructors how to, how to deal with people who have those different considerations. Exactly. And I, and I think one of the things that from the instructor update in April that I think is so important is this is Dr. Joe is available to any NRA instructor that's out there. His materials on the NRA instructor uh, portal and I know people have actually called Joe, Joe up directly to consult on how to go along and help with a specific student. If the student wants to be in your class, uh, Dr. Joe probably has ideas on how you can help that student be successful. Now, you, they may not be able to do every position or every exercise, but at the same time, the whole goal of the class, of any class, is to go along and make the student successful with it. And I'm, I'm very impressed every time I've talked to Dr. Joe, just the number of ideas he has from people that are in wheelchairs. Um, you know, they got a mobility mat that he can give you information on to the people that have, um, you know, diminished eyesight, you know, all those things affect us at some point during our lives. I mean, by the time we're all 80 years old, we're going to be moving slower. Our eyesight's not going to be as good and our hand strength on isn't going to be that good, but Joe's uh, blazing some new trails as far as helping instructors bring their courses to the that 
segment of our population needs to have uh, some adaptive shooting in order to be successful with the program. So it's, it's uh, something that's really great. Absolutely. And I, I, I agree. And for me, it's, I always thought adaptive shooting had you, everyone's mind immediately goes to wheelchair or something like that, mm-hmm. which is, you know, that that's a reality that does happen or someone, you know, with an amputation or something like that. And it's just more common that someone would just have arthritis in their hands. So maybe you have to work with them on, you know, how they, how they handle their, you know, their semi-automatic pistol, right. Mm-hmm. And how they, how, just how they load and make ready or clear and safe, basic yeah. things like that, or even just someone who's farsighted or whatever the case may be nearsighted, whatever it may be. There's aging a lot of eyes. different. That's, that's what Dr. Joe calls it. We all have aging eyes. <laughs> yes. Well, and specifically, specifically one of the more popular presentations he does at certain shows is, is the aging defender uh, presentation. And that's just a, that's one part of adaptive shooting considerations. Yep. So if, anybody, if somebody hasn't seen Dr. Joe's presentations, next uh, NRA annual meeting, they should hunt them out and go see it because it does open your eyes to the difficulty some uh, parts of population have in in order to take advantage of the shooting sports. And it's uh, good from an instructor standpoint to understand what options are out there. Absolutely. And he will, uh, you know, we can talk about this at the end, but he will do He'll be doing that presentation uh, along with another presentation at our personal protection expo this fall in Dallas. So, well, Eric, that was a very good lead into, uh, we're, we're just about out of time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> can you go along and tell our listeners where they can find more information out about training education and the self-defense expo coming up? Of course. So obviously we've mentioned it several times already, but going to nrainstructors.org is, is the starting point. And you'll see there, uh, if you go just to the homepage, nrainstructors.org, you can find, find a training course or a student, student course or an instructor course near you. If you're already a trainer, you know about this site and that's where you log in to access and look at your credentials and your courses. Uh, so that's kind of where we are uh, as far as a website URL. Uh, we will be doing our um, our personal protection expo this fall in Dallas, and that's uh, that. There's a website for that. It's I'm going to just make sure I get it right. NRA Personal Protection uh, You'll see the details there, but it is it is this fall, September sixth through eighth, in Fort Worth. There will be a lot of good educational content there, not only for students, but for instructors. One, one example, Dr. Joe will be doing his presentation on the aging defender. He'll also be doing a, a new presentation about the adaptive equation, back to more adaptive considerations. There will be, there will be outsiders there, industry experts such as Colonel Grossman, and there will be some presentations done by NRA staff, such as Dr. Joe. Uh, I'll be doing a seminar on shooting from retention. Other NRA staff will be doing seminars as well. We will also be doing another trainer's update at the Personal Protection Expo, as well as a training counselor meeting uh, on separate days. So trainers are welcome at the trainer's update, which will be very similar to the update we did at annual meeting. 
with some minor changes because a few months have passed. And then we'll be doing a training training counselor meeting uh, on a separate day. And that'll be welcome. That'll be for training counselors specifically. So that's all happening. Um, That's all happening in September in Dallas. Or sorry, Fort Worth. Very, very neat. Very neat for Well, that's a wrap for this episode. We have a few requests for our loyal listeners. First, visit our sponsor at Farm Trainers Association at ftaprotect.com and check out their instructor coverage. Being a responsible instructor means having coverage. And remember to use promo code FTP10 for 10% off. If you like this episode, share it on your social media. Let other people know about it. Consider leaving us a review and rating on iTunes or Google Play. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and like us on Facebook. If you have any input, questions, or feedback, please email us at ftp at concealedcarry.com. Remember, we bring this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every fire instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Stay safe and train well. Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.